Hey, Dan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. I'm I'm on a two weeks holiday, annual leave, so I'm uh, I'm I'm better than all right. I'm I'm relaxed, and I'm fantastic. Yeah, that that's awesome. You're listening to Board Again Games Season Four, Episode Seven, as we talk with Dan Hughes, co-creator of CoreQuest, sporadic podcaster, and regular contributor to the Dice Tower. Thanks for listening as we continue to explore the world of tabletop gaming. Do you get to go anywhere? Or are you going to the sea or anything? Uh, yeah, we can, I'm going to go to the Highlands of Scotland, uh, not not next week, but the week after. And then I'm back at work for a week, and then I'm off for another week, and I'm going to Miami um, oh. to the Dice Tower Retreat. So that's that's exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there there are, uh, I, I'll have to send you the name later, but there's a taco place I love in Miami, kind of down by the art district. So if, right, if, you, like, okay. if you like tacos, uh, I, I think it's Cortado. Cortado tacos. So Cortado tacos. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I, if you like tacos, I'll pretend I'll remember that, but forget yeah, it completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'll, you'll probably forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen well, back. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining uh, me on the show. And um, Dan is a long uh, is a contributor along with his daughter Cora to the Dice Tower, as uh, he kind of just uh, applied there, but um, also has a, a great little podcast with Mike Delizio. And I'm going to say the name of the podcast wrong, but uh, Sporadically Bored? Is sporadically it? Bored, yes. Uh, okay. Named, named because we sporadically put out content, but we also sporadically, only sporadically talk about board games. So that's that's the uh, the reasoning behind behind that. Yeah. For, for sure. And then, of course, you have uh, Korra Quest, which uh, my son and I have played. And, oh, fantastic. And um, we, we enjoy and it has an expansion coming out. And, and we'll, we'll probably hit that up some more at the uh, at the end. Yeah. Uh, but also congrats. It, it sounded like the stock of Korra Quest sold out at Gen Con. Um, I'm now time is not real. So I guess two, <laughs> two weeks ago. Two uh, weeks. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was. There was limited stock there. I mean, the trick with Gen Con is only to take two copies, and then, right. and then you can say sold out. Right. Um, but no, there was there was 150 there, so so that that's very gratifying. Um, they yeah. the the manufacturer, the publisher flew it in, so they could only flow fly in. Right. So it's very expensive. I think it's about twenty dollars a copy to to fly it in when when it only oh, costs forty dollars yeah. for the actual game. So they flew them all in, and then just to have something. You know, just to right. just to launch at Gen Con, but it, it should be in retail September, probably more like October, um, yeah. as the ships arrive. But the, these are all air freighted copies. Very cool. Oh, I mean, every time I, I went by uh, the the booth, uh, there there are people checking it out, uh, oh, even fantastic. when that they have been selling out. So that was cool to see. Um, yeah. So. I thought we'd do something weird, and, and I, I did kind of forewarn you, but but uh, you and Mike ended up talking about Muppets uh, uh, a few weeks ago uh, yeah. or, or something. Uh, so I thought we would start uh, this episode uh, of Board Again Games with, with a little game, uh, a little pop quiz. And you, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the question and some information, and then you try to do your best. And... Um, I don't know if we have a. I don't have a prize. I don't. I don't even know what a prize. The, glo- the, the glory. The glory. The glory. Of victory. Victory uh, yeah. is, is fine with me. Just being on this podcast is reward. Reward enough. I, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're you're already very very 
very uh, nice guest. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's just let's just get into this. I love the Muppets too, and that's what that's what uh, piqued my interest. So, uh, uh, I'll, I don't I don't I don't know that Mike's met it in a I, well. Anyways, anyways, I think the the debate was how important they were culturally. But anyways, let's yes. go coming back to it. Uh, 1977, Vincent Price appeared on the Muppet Show. He did. He did, it, it, and it's a great episode. It, it was the first thematic episode of the Muppet Show. What song was cut from the 1994 English DVD release of the show? So there's German Ooh. DVD. Okay, so three three of these songs, and actually one of these songs only appeared in the UK version of the Muppet Show too. So that might be confusing too. But the we first used one, to have a we used yeah. to have a longer Muppet Show because the BBC put the Muppets out and they don't have adverts. So we yeah. always used to get an extra bonus segment, which was usually not with the special guests. It was usually a kind of Muppets musical bit. But yeah, I'd never realised that until recently. But yeah, we used to get five more minutes than the US people, which, which is uh, very gratifying because it was made yeah. in the UK as well. Was the Muppets? I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go and carry on. Yeah. So, no, no, so- no, 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 no. It's great. Uh, so yeah. So uh, here are your choices. Uh, first one, "Under My Skin" by Cole Porter. Second mm-hmm. one, "I'm Looking Through You" by the Beatles. And finally, "You've Got a Friend" by uh, Carol King. Now, the- which one was re- cut? Yeah. There must be a reason for it to be cut, and I can't think of. The BBC are pretty prudish. <laughs> it's just probably a licensing issue. That's probably- so. I'll say the Beatles one. The Beatles one. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, uh, but teenage, you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the US. In the UK, it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because you weren't allowed to say the word ninja on British TV. This is how prudish. Oh. This is how prudish the. There was a big thing about throwing stars and, and things like that. That was an issue in really young okay people at that I- time. But that, that's beside the point. But but yeah. I'm happy I mean, that, that's that, that's a whole uh, another uh, ra- yeah. rabbit trail to go down. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it was actually you've got a friend by Carol King, and that, that's why I thought maybe unless you knew this one, you probably wouldn't know. So that, no. that, that's the one that, that's kind. Of, I've okay. seen that episode. It, it's almost the f- it's the first appearance of that that kind of crocodile thing with the the tentacles. Oh, uh, 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 um, oh, is it Uncle Nasty or Mister Nasty or or? Uh, 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 my wife and I were just talking about, it, and I'm going to forget his name. Uh, but yeah, he, he's on there. Um, although there is a character that's similar to him that showed up in an earlier hint. Ah, uh, right. Show. It's the first one I can remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, so we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas originally aired on Canadian Broadcast Corporation. Have you have you seen it? Have you heard of it? Uh, I have heard of it. Yeah, I, 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 my my knowledge of it is not in depth. I can tell you that. Yeah. Much. Okay. So this one is a Frank Oz. Uh, question since there was right. some discussion about Frank Oz. Who did Frank Oz voice on that? Harvey Beaver, Chuck Stoat, or Charlie Muskrat? Mm. <laughs> Do you know the difference between a weasel and a stoat? Um, geography when you name it? No. A, a weasel know. A weasel is weaselly recognized, but oh, a stoat no. is totally different. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, that's one okay. of my favorite jokes. Um the the muskrat the muskrat the muskrat oh I I, th- I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna guess the stoat because of your joke okay it was Chuck Stoat so Chuck Stoat is uh, it's a good job there's no prizes for this to be yeah, fair yeah yeah you've you've pitched it very high 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just thought we were talking about stupid stuff at first. <laughs> just, 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 just to set, the, just to set the the. the... I know who plays Fuzzy Bear. What? Yeah, yeah. I well, that was the level we're going at. But no, no, we got which which obscure jug band character well, member. Yeah, and, and I, I I agreed with you. Uh, 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 I think it was you that said that, that like when Fozzie walks off and, and he's making the fart sounds, yeah. it was totally appropriate. It yeah. was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in the recent movie. All right. We'll, we'll just go to one more. Uh, would you rather, and I'll let you pick the category. Would you rather have. No, no, let's do it. I'm, I'm happy just to stop it all. I don't, you don't have to cut you short for me. I'm just, I complain. Okay. That's what I do. I complain. So, so don't. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, would you rather have Dark Crystal, Kermit the Frog, or Fraggle Rock? Which one do you think you're your most oh, knowledgeable? Interesting. About? Well, not Dark Crystal because that scared me and it still scares me. I still haven't seen the whole of the new series. Um, Oh, it was great. I wish I hadn't been cancelled. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, everything's cancelled, though, isn't it? But it was yeah. there. I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff, which was amazing. Um, I will go for Fraggle Rock. Let's mix it up. Let's mix yeah. it up. Although I'm tempted for the Kermit one, because I do like Kermit, but but Fraggle Rock. Yeah, oh, well, I I can just share Yeah, that. do them both. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Fraggle Rock, which was actually produced uh, simultaneously for the US, Canada, and the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, with different with different um, lighthouse keepers. That Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they changed it just a little bit uh, to, to uh, regionalize it. And the Trash Heap is voiced by Jerry Nelson, who also did Snuffleupagus, uh, was, was the character actor. But what is... A lot of people just refer to her as a trash. Marjorie. Oh, yes. There you go. We got one right. Yes. Ma- yep. And uh, the, the options were going to be Ma, Marjorie, or Murple, which are all characters in the show. But Marjorie is the trash heaps. Yeah. And- I don't know where that knowledge came from, but that was that was solidly in there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy about that. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, I'll, I'll just, yeah. If you're curious about the Kermit the Frog. I am. Uh, Kermit actually started on a show called Salmon Friends. Yes. And was more like a lizard-like creature. It was a show in, that was black and white in uh, the Washington, D.C. metro area. And it was Jim and Jane before they, they got married. They were puppeteers doing that show. I've, I've, I've seen a few of those episodes um, just in clip shows and stuff like that when I've been... Uh, I, I was a massive yeah. fan of Jim Henson as a kid. Absolutely massive um and 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 i even remember where i was when he died because i was we had a week off school and we were doing a school newspaper that was the kind of we were put into a school newspaper type editorial office and that was a week we were going to spend writing school papers and stuff and i i wrote uh, jim henson's obituary for the Homeforth high school school newspaper so there you go um yeah it really affected i think that's the first celebrity death that really really affected me i think the first yeah. one i remember anyway yeah, no, no, I, I, I hear you there. Yeah, Jim Henson had a huge impact on I me mean, in a lot of ways. And, and that, like, uh, especially because his shows seemed to care about um, how you treated people, that you didn't mm-hmm. mock people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you treated people as a whole people, even... Um, I think, it, man, it's going to bug, bug me until uh, I think of the name of that character, but Uncle Gnarly or whatever. The, yeah, the um, Uncle something, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is, yeah. But, but like, those treated the, those characters were treated as, as like, uh, whole persons uh, rather than just throwaways to make fun of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, he, and his appreciation for, like, especially going back as an adult and, and watching some of the, the old Muppet show, those weren't really 
a kid show. It was like a variety show with real music and they had like dancing and Mm -hmm. other things like that on them sometimes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mm. um, all that, (laughs) how, uh, yeah. What, what, this is not a well-formed question. Uh, what do you feel has the same type of, of, of approach and games that, that, that that's that's my leap in segue oh right interesting you mean as, yeah. as the muppets as the muppets yeah well the the muppets <laughs> well that's an interesting one i'm not sure anything does the Mupp- the muppets has this wonderful blend of creativity wholesomeness and silliness um and 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 humor and and, and things like that and this kind of work together things. So I suppose a lot of cooperative games have that the kind of the rise of the cooperative game has a kind of very Hensonish feel to them. Yeah. Um but I don't know I don't know if anyone you see Hen- Henson almost always felt a little bit kind of um anarchic and 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 aside oh. aside from the mainstream, really, I, I think, and, and not that board games are mainstream, but 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 within the kind of world of television, they 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 felt like they were they were different, uh, and, I, and I'm not sure anyone comes across as as, as that. Have you got an answer for this? No, 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 no. I, I you know, I, I was just thinking about it. You know, and I, I completely agree. You know, going from like. Um, it, it, his, his intent with with Sesame Street that it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a, a show for for ur- urban kids and, and that that's why representation mattered to him in the show, to what he did with the Dark Crystal and some of the other stuff that like he was like I'm gonna do what I want and I'm gonna produce something that's quality and I don't I don't care but I'm gonna bring people into that story whatever it, that story is. It was it was using a medium that is looked down upon to do both social good and something incredibly artistic at the same time. And, that, and that, Absolutely. That, yeah. that, that, combina- that combination um, is, is very rare. And I can't, I can't think of any TV programs now that are doing that. I can't, maybe some animation, maybe like the kind of yeah. Adventure Time animation and that kind of stuff, that, that, that feels quite heartfelt. Um, I'd like to think, and, and I know this, is, this, is, this may feel a bit, marketingy but i'd like to think core quest has has some of that that kind of grassroots um that grassroots kind of involving the community and all and all that kind yeah of yeah stuff. yeah um I, well, I, I think i think there's an element of that, that creativity there anyway oh yeah yeah for sure and and uh, i mean i mean I, I was gonna say that that is one thing that we have uh appreciated uh playing through and, and checking out this is, is that um my my younger son Blaze, who's who's ten, you know, it, when he saw this, he's like, "Oh, this, this is, this is art that feels like other kids did it." And I was like, "Yeah, that, that that's exactly because I had tried to encourage him, but he's a very shy person. I tried to encourage him to submit, and, and right now I, I think you're calling for it again, uh, mm-hmm. more, more kids to submit their artwork uh, so that it can be part of the expansion. Um, I I think that's fantastic, and, and it, um, you know, even if. I think that's the thing. Even if a child, younger person doesn't submit art, that they can see themselves in the in this game, in the in that it invites them in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't put every kid's art, especially right. especially this time round, because the first time round it was just a relatively small community of 
yeah. of 50, 100 people. And then now there's 2,000 people in our, our Facebook group. Now, not all of them are submitting ads, but right. there's, a, there's a lot coming in. So we, I mean, Gary's going to use as much as he humanly possibly can for this expansion. Uh, and he amalgamates lots, um, mm-hmm. but we can't use it all. But but one of the things that we, we have got, and again, I'm, I'm, this isn't me, uh, is, I don't mean to be pushing anything, is we've got this app where you can make your own characters and, 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 one of the, and then play them in the game. So you don't need to yeah. share them with loads of other people. It's just your thing. And one of the things that we were really passionate about is that with kids, I don't know about your kids, but, but my kids, if they feel it's not good enough, then they they're much more reluctant to 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 try. So if we yeah. filled the if we filled the bot yeah. art with professionally drawn, you know, people, you know, fantasy art and even cartoony fantasy art, but by by an adult professional, then ask kids. Oh well, and you can draw your own characters and play them in the game. My my, my kids would often say, you know, well they don't look as good as that, so I'm right. I'm I'm not I'm you know I'll just use them because they. They're the proper ones. I'm mine aren't good enough. Whereas if by using all kids' art and, and about 50% of it is my daughter's art, and then the, the other 50% is is kids from all over the world. Um by using their art in the game, it means that the creative side, which is something that we were really passionate about, we really wanted people to make their own characters and make their own adventures and use it and, and have that joy of creativity that me and Cora had um making this game. And pass that on to some other parents and children or, or guardians and children or whatever to to enjoy themselves and so anything we could do to encourage that and, and tell people you are good enough anyone can draw anyone can make a game anyone can do anything you just do it you start and, and see what happens that, that kind of joy of creativity um which which i'm a massive believer in massive absolutely huge believer in in punk rock creativity, you know, if you want to start a band, start a band. Doesn't matter if you can't play an instrument, just start a band. You know, write a book, create a podcast. You know, do some videos, wh- yep. whatever. Just, just, just do it. No one might watch, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, they might even uh, have a ukulele in there, right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can play a ukulele. I, I know you can. That's why I said that. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I think that's the thing. Uh, that that type of ethos is is wonderful. Um, I, I, I think that's the unfortunate thing sometimes with board games is that sometimes we lose our ability to play, and um, a, a game that allows children and adults to play together is is quite wonderful. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, what are you enjoying right now? I, I'm sure that you're sharing things on the dice tower. You and Core are, uh, but uh, yeah. At the moment, I've been I've been playing Acropolis, which is a new yep. game from I don't know who it's by. It's from Hache, um, yeah, Hatch, yeah, Hatchet, but whichever yep. whichever sub uh, publisher that is, that's good. That's a, a kind of city building game, um, nice family weight game, a bit like a cross between King Domino and Number Nine. If you've ever played Number Nine, you're yep. kind of placing things out and and. Uh, going up levels and scoring more points. It's just very simple tile laying game where you can build yeah. different levels and get more points. That's a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing this. Hang on a second. Uh, sure, sure. Village Green. Have you oh, yeah. played Village uh, Green? Pure uh, Sylvester, right? No? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pure Sylvester. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well done. That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I, yeah. I, I like a lot of his designs. He, he's right. a good designer. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've never. I, only played it for the first time the other day and I really, really enjoyed it. And that's a, 
it's a, you're kind of making a grid of cards and then but and then kind of choosing due on adjacency and positioning and things uh, choosing scoring on adjacency and positioning and things like that but but you also get to choose the the scoring um the, the scoring criteria and things and place that out as well so it's basically right. a spatial awareness game um but it's set i i, I love the setting because it's kind of set in a you're trying to win the villagers best you know best best kept garden type award and all that kind of stuff and I, I really really like that kind of um, pastoral theme so i think i think that's uh, as, as as much as core quest is all about fantasy and stuff like that, i really i really do like this new trend in in these kind of i don't know mundane themes i suppose I, I, yeah I, yeah I, I i like that a lot um so yeah so they're the, they're the two ones i've been playing recently okay uh, no, no, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you at all. I, I just, I was going to ask, like, I, I, it's something that we've talked about, uh, not on the podcast, but just, uh, you know, in, in sitting down is like, will there be a topic that is too boring for a board game at some point? Because we, <laughs> we have everything from like, we have a lot of farming games, which people yeah. don't normally do. Uh, and you know, anymore we have one farmer for every 200 people versus 100 years ago. You know, when everybody was a farmer. But um, I, I don't know. We 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 take care of cities. We 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 uh, we take care of butterflies. We 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 do all these, these things. But like, is there a topic that you think would be too boring for a what, board game? I don't know. Maybe too mundane. Data, data, data entry. The board game. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, you. you, you but you play eighteen XX, so you're almost there. No, no, not me. I don't. Oh no, you don't. Okay. No, 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 no. I've never played eighteen no. XX. Um, oh, no. okay. Um, well, no, Ambi. Ambi, Ambi Go ahead. Ambi does. Who you might have heard an interview with. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays eighteen XX. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but um, no, I like I like um, uh, Railways of the World, which is a train game, but that's about. That's not that doesn't go 18xx territory. That's that's babies, baby steps. That, um, I don't know. I don't know. I heard a really interesting um interview with Matthew Dunstan, and I'm not sure where it was. It might have been on the Five Games for Doomsday podcast. Uh And he and and he was saying, Matthew, you know, Matthew Dunstan is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just played uh, uh, Next Station London and really enjoyed it. Yeah, right. Okay. And and he was saying he feels there's a, a trend within board games for themes. Of people, of things that people know a little bit about, but not a lot. So wingspan um, yeah. is, is or, or quilting, or these 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 hobbies yeah. um, that most people are aware of, but aren't deep into it. Yeah. But sort of think, oh, I quite like to know more about that, or, or, or you know that kind of stuff. So so we're moving away from these escapism type things and, and into kind of cozy cozy themes really yeah. um I, I mean it's difficult to, to to think past wingspan because it's so huge in the, in the industry but but things like village green and and yeah. um mr cabbage head's garden and just lo- loads of loads of kind of little little pastoral escapism uh hobby hobbies of hobbies yeah uh, which is interesting right like um but i i, I you know you since we were talking about wingspan, I, I know several people who finally picked up uh, wingspan in the last two, three years. And that has prompted them to then get into, into bird, uh, bird watching and, and yeah. that some too. So there, there, there is uh, definitely a relationship there, but uh, at the same time, uh, there are, 
are, are people who would rather sit down and, and play the board game than, than do the hobby of, oh, yeah. of several other things, whether it's quilting or uh, <laughs> gardening, especially, yeah. you know, um, so I don't know. That, that's an interesting. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't saying I the, kind of the, the, the board games were prompting people to actually take up those hobbies. <laughs> no, no, it, no. no I, yeah. it, it's just the kind of, I mean, with Wingspan, all I do is go through the cards looking for the ones that also are rude. Like the the blue footed booby and all that kind of stuff. That's that, that's what I. Uh, that, oh, that, I thought you were going to go with the the predator rude, but no, you just mean the the, the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. Any, any kind of double entendre, uh, uh, you'll find me snickering away in the corner like a twelve year old boy. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked. I should have asked if it was safe for work. This is our podcast. I apologize. Uh, no, I, I I don't think that'll get us banned by Apple or anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. This is it's a real bird. It is. It is a real bird, and um, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, I can, I can go through the other ones if you want, but I won't. I won't. No, I'll, no, no, I'll, no, I'll, no. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I know. I yeah. I, I know. I, I ever for new plays the same way. Um, it's how <laughs> you, you, you got to entertain yourself while exactly. Else is, yeah, exactly. Find your own game. That's what yep. I say. Um, what what do you think is, is difficult about? Uh, having a podcast yourself because um, <laughs> uh, in, in the same way we, we uh, occasionally put out this podcast. So uh, as someone who also occasionally puts out a, a podcast uh, in, you know, not in a technical sense, but I, I mean, I guess if you want to talk about technical, but what, what is uh, the hardest thing for you personally about having a podcast? Um there's very little hard about having sporadically bored um, because <laughs> okay. I, I, I use, I use it as uh, an excuse to ch- chat to my friend. And um, to be honest, friendships are difficult to maintain. And if we didn't have that regular thing, then it may be that you'd, you'd slowly stop talking as much and, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's difficult. So, so I, I really value it for that. I've started, I've I've been in podcasting for fifteen years. I've done yeah. a podcast of, of various things. I used to do movie podcast. I've done a TV podcast. I've done a comic podcast. I, I started a podcast called This Game Is Broken. Um, oh yeah, 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 that's right. Um, I I've done a weight loss podcast, and that's not. I tell you what, that's not worked. Um, I, I've done I've done loads of podcasts, and every I've done I've done one where I was I was buying stamps. As in stamp collecting, yeah, yeah. Um, and then writing a bit of creative writing based on the pictures on the stamps, which was odd. That didn't last very long. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I find I, I find podcasting difficult in that my greatest joy is seeing if I can do something. So that initial creation, the initial, the initial excitement of of creation and something new and making it and, and working it find out what works and getting it ready and and getting into a rhythm and, and finding your voice and all that kind of stuff is wonderful and then the maintenance that the, the thing kind of if you want to be big you have to put out an episode every week and and then the, the pub, publicizing it is a nightmare and, and and just and just that whole the kind of if you talk about a gardener yeah, I, I'm. I'm very much somebody who went gets very enthusiastic in spring and 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 and, and starts my vegetable patch and all that kind of stuff. And by summer, it's full of weeds and because I'm no good at maintenance. I'm I'm no good at commitment yeah. and and keeping on going. My excitement, 
and enthusiasm starts to wane. Now, with Spreadly Blood, that's never happened, fortunately, but all the other podcasts I've had. It's a known thing, isn't it? It's called Pod Fade. Um, yep. You know, yep. you, you record it, then you've got to spend at least, it doesn't matter even how little you edit, you always spend somehow double the time that it took oh, yeah. to record to edit it. Um, so yeah. that's, I mean, our podcast, you know, that's three hours, potentially four, five hours. Then you upload it, and then you have to type everywhere. Come and check out my new podcast. And if, you, if you're really wanting people to listen, you have to go and try and advertise it places. And no one likes you advertising it anywhere. So everyone's yeah. you know, you're pushing against Facebook moderators who are saying, stop promoting your podcast. And you're saying, you know, you're trying to sneak it onto Reddit in, in some way or whatever. Um, so it's the maintenance. That's why I find that's difficult. It's the it's the keeping going. There's no risk of us stopping with Spreadly Board so far because it's such an easy podcast to do. And because we haven't made any commitment to anybody and ultimately we don't care if people listen. I mean, we do want people to listen, but we're not, I've, I haven't looked at my stats for two years. So, yeah. so it's just something to do for the joy of it. So the joy is still there for that, but anything that starts feeling like work and maintenance and stuff, that's what I struggle with podcasts. How about yourself? How about yourself? Sorry. Oh, no, I, 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 I would agree that, that, um, that the maintenance of it is what, what gets at me sometimes. Like you sit there and, and I think that's what people don't realize is even when you're doing like just basic editing, just, you know, take out some clips and pops, no matter what, if, if it took an hour to record, it's going to take two and a half hours just yeah. to get done. And it's, yeah. it's like, well, okay, there's, there's four hours of my life that nobody cares. Well, I, sorry, listeners. And, and <laughs> nobody cares that I spent those four hours. They, they enjoy the product, but you know, yeah, no, no one's really aware of, of, of what what goes on in in, in the background, and and, and you know right. that's how it sh- that's how it should be. Yeah, and ultimately, no one's no one's standing there with a gun to our head saying you must record. You know, it's a it's a narcissistic exercise in the end, isn't it? <laughs> you 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 want people to you want you want to express yourself, which yeah. is which is great. Um, but there's a there's a there's a time cost in that. Yeah, really. which oh, is I'm- why it's great being a guest because I don't have to edit. I, can, I yeah. can make it. I can bang the microphone and and uh, you know, um and her all I want. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um. I, well, and there's the um. Uh, <laughs> on, on that point, what is uh, giving you joy? Did Did you grow a garden this year? Do Do, do you get into gardening? Um. No, but my wife has has put some pots out the front, which is uh, uh okay, which, which which is good. And uh, what's giving you joy this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, again, I don't want to go back to kind of promotion, but but I've been no, no, working. No, you're fine. I've been working really hard on the CoraQuest expansion this year. Yeah. Um. So that's been giving giving me an equal amount of joy and utter <laughs> <laughs> utter ex- existential dread. Um. So that that creative process has been giving giving me joy. Um. And I, I've got back into gaming more than I was because because pandemic's over things are opening up you know i mean things yeah. opened up last year but 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 more and more is opening up and more it's more and more kind of moving back to normal i said the pandemic's over then it's not over but the pandemic is we we, we are learning to live with the the the, the, yeah. the virus um so so yeah i think i think getting back into gaming a little bit i think um i think i think the creative process of doing core quest again is is really kind of revitalized me um i i always need a project um and this is this is what's happening this time yeah yeah 
do you feel like this will spur you on to other game design after this expansion is done or or is this like i did that now i can do some other things um i don't know i don't know okay. i would I, I have i once organized this 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 big charity walk across the width of the the uk mm-hmm. and and we had loads of people do it but one one of the teams cycled it and and the guy told me that every time he does a long distance cycle so like 80 100 miles type stuff um, he organizes it, you know, he, he, he rides his bike, he does it all. And then when he gets home, he throws his bike in the garage and says, and, and doesn't touch it again for six months because he's so sick of all the energy and all the focus that went into that. And that, that may, that, that kind of sort of, sort of happened with the, the base game and, and for a few months until I kind of got revitalized and people were enjoying it and it was going down well and all that kind of stuff. So I dug up some, some um, old ideas for the expansion and me and Cora sat down and we went through them and, and decided what we actually wanted to do and, and things like that. So, so, so who knows? I mean, I, I, I'm, I've got no desire to be a professional board gamer other than I wouldn't mind being Alan Moon with all that money, but you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want this. I'm, I'm relatively happy in my career. I'm relative. I don't want to be a publisher. I don't want to be a game designer. I don't want to be professional, anything other than what I am, yeah. um, which is a nurse. So, so I just want to, um, I'll do it if it's fun, basically. Right. Yeah. I'll do yeah. it if it's yeah. fun. Um, and, and it's whether, whether I do it without Cora this time as well, because, because, I, I don't know if Cora would want to do another one. Um, yeah. And, and so it's, it's, and then it's like, do I still do family games if I did that? Or do I branch out into a kind of other type of genre or who knows? <laughs> I never say, I never like saying no, never again to anything. Cause, cause right, I know right. how my mind works and I, I suddenly get obsessed with something and, and focus right down on it. And then yeah. two and years then later, away you go. Yeah. Away <laughs> I go. Exactly. <laughs> two years later, I've got a board game where I, I never thought I would design one or or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the hard things uh, personally for for me with, with kids is, is that like um, for a while my my son really wanted to like stream with me and and, and mm-hmm. do all that, and I encouraged it and I, I loved it. But then he got to a point where he was like. I'll play games with you, dad, but uh, I just want to go do this other things right now. He's really into reading and he, you know, he'll read three or 400 pages. A Disgusting. Day. Yeah. <laughs> during, during <summer. laughs> but, but like, no, no, it, 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 you know, it, it's great. No, and, no, no. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but I enjoyed that time with him and, and it, it, you know, that, I think that's, that that's parenting in a nutshell right there is that our, our kids are constantly changing and, and yeah, it's bittersweet you yeah. know so and, you, and you've got to go with the tides because if, you, if you're fighting against the tides then you're going to build up resentment and and and, and stuff like that um yeah i mean i'm very much that i, I the experience of designing a game with coral was absolutely fantastic um it was during lockdown uh we were something to do it was it wasn't we weren't looking at kickstarting or anything it was just just something to do yeah. together yeah um and there was one point she turned to me and said oh I can't believe we've, we've done this, you know, and, and it was all in front of us. And, and she was so happy at the creation. It just filled me with absolute joy. But then um, what I didn't want to do is spoil that joy. Um, and so when, when, when I said, you know, you know, when we, when I decided to, to, to see how far we could go with it, and initially it was only going to be a print and play stuff and that, that was going to be the, yeah. the boundary, but, but then, you know, things progressed. Um, there's a lot of playtesting that needs involved in that and, and things like that. And, and to, to sit down and, and force her to do all the playtesting um, would have been, would have killed it. 
would have absolutely killed it. I mean, it nearly killed it for me. You know, the amount yeah, of times yeah. you have to play your game over and over again, you know, play any game hundred times, you're going to be pretty fed up of it, aren't you, really? And, and to yeah. ask an eight-year-old to do that. So so it was that really delicate balancing act of, of, of keeping her creatively involved and making the, the big decisions, but not forcing her to do the repetitive drudge of... of what it yeah. what it what it needed within the development and, and similarly with things like um interviews and things like that i've got i don't know if you're aware but we, we ended up we ended up on bbc national tv live yep. Yep. um we ended up being interviewed in the guardian which is a massive paper in the uk so yep. it's a relatively big international paper yep. um and there, there was one point where we were interviewed on three different tv shows and a radio show and had a newspaper interview on the same day oh, man. and Cora did absolutely magnificently and she was less scared than me and you know she she, yeah. she just just took it in a stride and then after that she said I don't want to do any more interviews dad and three two more tv shows rang up and said would you come on and I said no because because that that would be the way of it'd be good for the project but it'd be the way of killing the more important thing would be is to keep keep this something she's excited about and proud of and 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 not that horrible thing my dad made me do that summer do you know what i mean right oh yeah and ultimately it would just hurt your relationship with her exactly exactly which is which is which is why we only very sporadically put out a review for the dice tower because i'll only do it when she says should we make a video i won't i won't i you know i could I could force her to play a new game every week and and and, <laughs> right. and, and and get in front of a camera and review it and stuff. But that's a very good way of 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 yeah. wrecking wrecking your relationship and wrecking any joy. Um, so so it's going with the tides, isn't it? It's going with the tides of uh, of of your children's interests. Absolutely, and I I, I think uh, personally, as a parent, you know, it, it's something you know if you're willing to continue to discover things about yourself personally i find that that uh that part of the relationship of allowing someone that that room to grow and be their own Mm -hmm. own person and then like kind of like standing outside of yourself watching your relationship so like watching that oh i i had to say no to my own desire so they could choose when to come back Mm -hmm. um that that's a whole different type of growth that I wasn't expecting as a parent. That, 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 that I had no idea what that was like until I went through it. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I think a lot of geeky parents, I'm not calling you a geeky parent, but I certainly am a geeky parent. <laughs> yeah. Kind of have a child go, yeah, someone to watch Star Wars with or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then yep. your kid, kid loves football. And I hate football, but my <laughs> son's, my, my eldest son, my eldest son, I've only got one son. My son has got a season ticket to the local football team um, that he goes to with his granddad. Because I love him, but not that much. Not enough to, <laughs> you know. Um, so and, and he plays he plays rugby for a hobby and stuff. He's a real sports jock yeah. type person. And yeah. you've, you've got to accept that that's that's who they are. You know, they're not yep. many use. Right. You, you, you're not. It kind of frustrates me when when people say, um, "Oh, congratulations! I've got you know, I've had a baby. My new my, my new gaming partner." I don't know if anybody oh. said in jest, but but I, I think to myself, well. They might not like ball games, you know? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 those pictures uh, you were talking about Facebook groups and stuff. That those pictures of like you, you know they're they're holding I guess Carnegie or something like that, something really big and, yeah, yeah. and, the, and the five month old sitting there. <laughs> you're like, oh man, that. that oh, you, oh, should, oh. 
you should play games with your kids, but but if they don't like them, they don't like them, basically. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have to give that room. Yeah. Um, what game though? So th- this is an interesting question. What what game would you like to share with your kids that they show absolutely no interest in that that you do die a little bit inside though when when they say <laughs> no to? Um. Ooh. Well, it's not so much Cora, it's my my son. Uh, okay. I don't, but I, don't, I haven't even tried with Cora, really. Um, but my my son does like playing games. He's uh-huh. 15. Um, but he likes games where there's not a great deal of luck. So he likes a, a, a good, solid Euro type stuff. And I, I, I like a good, solid Euro as well. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've also got Battle Law. Um, and it's, I painted it, and it's ace, and it's fantastic. So that's like a memoir forty-four um, yep. fan- fantasy fantasy battle game, two-player battle game. Um, and we were playing that one day. I think it must have been twelve, thirteen. And he just said, "I'm I'm fed up with this because because there's so, there's too much luck in this game." Um, I just wiped one of his units off the board. They, 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 there's there's too much luck in this game. Can't we play something where it's more skill? And I'm thinking. Oh, but what about all me? What about all me? We're very trash games. <laughs> you know what? Because because I what I'd really you know I, I I like playing Warhammer. I like playing lots yeah. of skirmish games. I like all the little minis war games as well. Yeah. But he's like, I want to. Because I'm a middle aged man, I've, I've suddenly there's a there's a there's a switch that goes off in your head. I don't know if you've yeah. had it where you go, oh, I'm interested in World War Two now, and I never was interested in World War Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And and um, there's yeah. kind of bolt action and all those kind of minis world war ii ward games that i really want to play and uh I, my wife wouldn't play with, with i've got no one to play with so i've not bought any but i just thought oh but what if he but he won't he won't he won't, he won't roll the dice um so, <laughs> so uh, you know it is what it is yeah I, I wait why do you think the switch turns on for for so many guys like, like i i've i've been uh playing war games since i was in my teens it's one of the things that kept me in war games but yeah there's a lot of of uh men and people in general now actually uh that just you know a war game comes out and they'll buy it um especially as as an old do you think it's the historical simulation or the fact that you have all these big armies or, or what i i, I don't know I don't, but, but the, the, there is a there is a switch when you turn 40 or even 35 <laughs> there's a switch yeah. that goes off in your head where you start listening to podcasts about tanks and stuff <laughs> where, where you never were interested in that stuff before um i i, I wonder if it's a, a kind of growing recognition of how close world war ii actually was um, yeah. Like I was born in the seventies. Well, that's not. That's that's only you know. That's only 30, 30 years away from World War Two. Checks his maths. Yeah, 30, 30, So and I'm I'm forty six. So that's a lifetime. Do you know what I mean? It, it felt like yeah. it was when I was younger. It was massive, distant um, history. But now I think it wasn't massive history. Distant history. And there's so much interesting media and, and things like that. I don't know if you've ever listened to Hardcore History, but he's amazing. Um, okay. uh, um, he did, he's one of the, the, the it's, it's, he does a pod, he does a podcast and it's like five hours long and it's one of the most popular podcasts ever, ever, ever made. Okay. So it just goes to show that if you, if your content's great, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Hagar history is fantastic. And he did a really, really fascinating one about the First World War, and told from the kind of trenches point of view, not the not the kind of general's yeah. point of view. Um, I don't know. There you go. There's the matter. Very <laughs> long-winded, a very long-winded <laughs> way of saying I don't know, but it certainly went off in my brain, this World War II thing. I, I've got I've got no idea where that came from. No, no, it's fine. I, I just didn't know if, if like uh, maybe for you it was like visiting a certain site and, and realizing that you you know maybe your son would have been similar in age well the, the, there is there is that but i never thought yeah. of that when i was similar in age um right and, and 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 the other thing with with anyway i won't go on i, I could talk for ages <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> um i i start getting really fascinated about the preparations that were made in this country for if the germans actually invaded because it was it was a nice edge for a while um and all the kind of um, secret armies we had, um, yeah. basically. So, guerrilla fighters is is what they were. They weren't called that at the time. But people who were just in everyday jobs and things, uh, who who were secretly trained to be saboteurs in case of a German German invasion, and and and, and really kind of dark stuff. Like um, one of the first orders they had was to go and kill the local um, police chief not because they were a Nazi sympathizer or anything, but because because he was involved in recruiting them and, and doing background checks. And he would so know their names. He, he would know their names. Yeah. So, you know, it just, just really kind of kind of dark, grim stuff yeah. like that, um, which, which I'm, you know, you can't even imagine living through that kind of stuff, can you? But, um, but yeah, so sorry, I've got... No, 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 you're okay. I, I, and uh, last year, and now I'm, not, I'm gonna the the name of the uh, book's gonna fail me, but I, I read a book about the Norwegians who stopped the, the Germans um, from getting the amount of uh, cold water they needed, so that they could uh, have a few. Like the, the Germans almost beat the U.S. on mm-hmm. on nuclear uh, uh, nuclear research. Uh, but these Norwegians, they went in and they were trained by uh, Brits mainly, and, and, and they they were dropped in and they went and they blew up this dam where this cold water was. But like, if they hadn't done that one part of the war, the Germans probably would have had nu- nuclear tech and they would have mm-hmm. been invading England. And you know, like you know, th- there were so many small things that happened that were very important during the war that, that people don't realize. Yeah, and, and, and tiny acts of, of, of bravery, or not, yeah. really, not tiny, but huge acts of bravery, but, oh, sure. but, but, but yeah. on a scale we're, you know, forgotten and small. And, and, and even the kind of, I mean, here, ball gaming, here we go. The, the, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Turing machine, isn't that? Isn't, is the, the, the yeah, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, that, that kind of, yep. the first ever real computer, you know, just, just the, the, um, the, the progress i mean th- and the progress that the, the the war the impact that the war had on the rest of rest i mean we, we went from i think it was like a 40 or 50 year span from the first flight to the first man on the moon and, and that's because of the war and the increase in rocket technology and all that kind of stuff um just absolutely absolutely fascinating yeah um, so have you played turing machine no 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 it's not i don't think i don't think it's available in the uk 
Okay, uh, yeah. so I, I got a day one at, at Gen Con because I was working right across <laughs> the alley from, from Hashtag. So I went over there and, and picked up my copy. It's my daily addiction right now because okay. they have, you, you can go on their website and it, it, it says on there, we're not finished, but it's working fine. Uh, but you go on there and it gives you a daily challenge. So everybody who is uh. like addicted to Wordle, which I was like, okay, whatever. But this, because it's just pure logic, not just guessing. Uh, you can go in and, and do your daily challenge and see if you beat the machine on that's that really clever that that's that's a clever thing to do that's a that's a good community spirited yet also good at, at keeping the momentum going thing to yeah do. no hashay are doing it marvelously um they really are they've, they've come from nowhere and they've just kind of storming it as far as i can see i i mean I, I have no vested interest here at all, but I think, I think Danny, who is doing their uh, marketing, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be, uh, I think, at Panda's Forge, uh, she, she is fantastic at marketing. And when, when, she, when she does it, she, she seems to just help them. <laughs> and yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Well, well so anyway. My, my perspective is slightly different in that um, yeah. the, the, U, the UK um, branch of Hache is, uh-huh. is headed up. Yeah. Headed up by my friend Fabian, who I oh who yeah I live, okay oh I live very near and who's a, a close friend of mine. And uh, before he got involved in board gaming, he was he was yeah. designing designing carpets for cars. Um, interestingly enough, he was a okay <laughs> audio engineer, so he, he designed carpets that dampened the sound of yeah. a car for people who are in it. Anyway, very interesting. Um, I don't know quite how that worked on his CV getting the job with Hache, but still. Um, um so yeah yeah so he's doing a marvelous job this this end kind of so, some amazing amazing games coming through yeah they, i mean the, the, it seems like they're just making r- really good choices with, with how they're releasing things and sharing them yeah and, yeah yeah so anyway let, let's uh <laughs> end up on this with, with, with something important no no this has been great uh, i really appreciate your time uh but we'll, we'll end on this because i want to respect that um so if you had a world war ii game yeah one more ch- one more chance to share with your son or someone mm-hmm. else. What would it? What it would it be? Um, well, I, I would quite like to play either Bolt Action or Flames of War, which is a which are minis games. They're, so they're like um, moving yeah. around minis. I, I I've bought and sold uh, Heroes of Normandy um, three times. I've owned that three times and sold it on three times. Every every time I realise I'm never going to get this played, so I sell it. And then I look at it and go, yeah, but look, it's all cardboard, so you get loads of units. <laughs> um, so, so I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I do, I do occasionally um, dabble in, in, in minis gaming, but, I, but I, I'm not really a war gaming, you know, I've never really gone down that war gaming type thing. I played um, Undaunted. I really, really like Undaunted. That that's really good. I'm, the thing I'm really looking forward to is this new Undaunted Battle of Britain, um, because because that's that's an era that I'm really interested in as well, and the aviation and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's definitely on my to buy list. Is that Undaunted Battle of Britain? It should be uh, very interesting. Yeah. Well. Uh, on that note, uh, David's going to be on the podcast next week. Oh, excellent! He, he, he he ask, him, <laughs> ask him to send me a copy. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll try. He's, he's, he's a really <laughs> nice guy. I don't, I don't know what his relationship with Osprey is, but uh, with no, no, I'm joking. I, I'm more than happy to. I'm more than happy to. And they're so cheap as well. The, the Undaunted games are yeah. really, really good value. Um, um, but yeah, I'm really excited for. Um, all right, well, I look forward to that then. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, nice guy and. and 
I, I think because uh, he, he messaged me a while back. He's like, I work in the same building as, as Gary Chavez, who, you know, at, which makes me think, I think he works for uh, the Air Force in their research building in, in Dayton, which is like he, 45 minutes north of I us. Think, I think he does. He, he's done an interview with um, okay. Five Games. I don't know if you ever listened to Five Games with him, but it's, it's absolutely an amazing. I have. And, and and I was a guest on there myself once. Oh yeah, <laughs> during I the, do apologize. No 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 during the pandemic. But uh, no, I, I listen to it occasionally because I, I like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and and, uh, and and I was a guest on there as well. I was like the second ever guest. Well, he uh, is. Oh, you were the second guest. Okay. Oh, uh, third he, guest. He he does such a. He has had so many episodes i mean you talk about somebody cranking out the episodes he cranked out so many episodes unless he does uh, and, and then random ones as well of, of him swearing a lot i always i always <laughs> find it i always find it amusing. i know ben really well i'm a good friend of, of okay, ben, cool. and i always find it amusing that he's he's got this this interview show and then on the same feed he's got him swearing um, <laughs> basically i won't i yeah. won't say uh, I, I, he, his character is ben yeah, yeah, you know, I, it's probably buried in there. It was the one where he was uh, talking to different retail people during the pandemic. Oh, so, okay, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you. I appreciate. It. Anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap things up, though? I, I just, I, I'd just like to do my plug for the expansion, if that's yes, okay. Please. Um, so Core Quest is getting an expansion. So Co- I never even said what Core Quest was either. Core Quest is a, a family weight dungeon crawling <laughs> game. Um, yeah. A family weight dungeon crawling game that that designed with myself and my eight-year-old daughter at the time she's 10 now um and the intent of it is a a game um that is simple enough for kids to play but enjoyable enough for adults to enjoy um and i personally think i i I managed it but but that's i'm obviously slightly biased so there is now going to be an expansion for the game it's going to be coming to kickstarter in october which is when core quest also hits retail which i'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing but anyway um and the expansion is basically more of the same. It's um, it's more, it's ten more adventures. But but this time I've created a with well, not I've we've we've created a campaign system so you can level up your characters between adventures and you can keep your equipment between adventures. Um, so but because I have this thing about campaign games where I always complain that you only ever play the first game because then you leave it for a while and you can't remember what happened, so you play the first game again. They're also they're they're also you can dip in and out of these adventures as well. So they're all standalone adventures, but you can play them as part of a, a, a campaign. So it's a kind of flexible campaign system, and, and more monsters, more stuff. And and if you're interested, go to corequest.com. Then you can sign up to our mailing list. Then you can um, go to the Kickstarter preview page type thing. And if you've got children, um, then if they would like some art in a board game um then we would love to see it so basically on our facebook group and also on our mailing list we're putting out requests for people to send in art for us and at the moment we were after a goblin king and a and an archer lady um but we'll be there'll be loads of different requests as 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 time goes on and you kids just draw it you take a photo of it on your phone you send it into us and if we if we use it which we're trying to use as many as we humanly possibly can um our artist, Gary, my friend, um, he kind of traces it and then colours it in, basically. Um, and it, it looks awesome, but it also is very much still the soul and the spirit of, of kids that. So, sorry, that, that's a bit of a, 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 a pitch, I suppose. But, yeah, I need to, need to get that in. 
No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's 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 the big reason I asked you on. Even though it's been a joy to talk to you, I appreciate it. Um, thank you, and uh, enjoy your time in 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 Scotland and Miami coming up. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Cheers. You just listened to Board Again Games Season Four, Episode Seven, where I talked with Dan Hughes of CoreQuest about Muppets and parenting and gaming and all that comes along with some of that. Thanks for listening to Board Again Games as we continue to explore the world of tabletop gaming. Check out our next episode with David Thompson of Undaunted and several other games. Happy gaming.